0: Welcome back to the Bosque County Blast. I'm Cynthia Davis.
1: And I'm Art Today on the Blast, we'll take a special look at fishing at Lake Whitney and even Meridian State Park. We'll also highlight 4-H youth programs and the return of one.
0: We'll have your local arrest report, sports highlights, and more news from around the county. You're
1: listening to the Bosque County Blast. We'll head to Lake Whitney for a Labor Day special and one angler's take on the fish there. Here's what Clay Claystack said about the varieties that you can find. There's, of course,
2: striped bass, black bass, crappie, blue cats, channel cats, yellow cats. And those are probably the main target species right there. But pretty much any fish that lives in North Texas lives in Lake Whitney. I'm mainly a striper guide, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime. Shoppers move all the time, so we're always moving. They just follow the bait. And that's what fishing every day allows you to keep up with where they're moving to. That's one reason people hire a guy. But if they only fish a few times a year, it's hard for them to know what the patterns are and where they're going. And right now, the fish are starting to migrate to the northern end of the lake. Cooler weather is fixing to start. Mainly, I live bait fish, which is with shad. All will ride right, I get up every morning at 3.30 and go catch bait. I have fresh shad every day for my deal. Some guys use them more than once, but I, I I can get rid of them every day and get new ones
1: every morning. He even talked about the waters at Meridian State Park.
2: The fish has been good in front of the state park for the last few weeks but those fish are starting to migrate further north which is what they'll do this time of year.
1: So Clay is a fishing guide and offers his services to anyone.
2: As far as your services go what all do you provide whenever you're taking somebody out on the lake? I provide everything you need except for snacks, boat, fuel, safety equipment, tackle, I clean and bag your fish when we're done, provide bottled water. All you need to bring is if you want something different besides bottled water and what snacks you need. The rest of it's all taken care of. Show up and fish. So the rods are just in a rod holder uh-huh. and you wait until the fish pulls that rod all the way down to the water and then you just walk, pick it up. And I'm just super blessed to get to do what I love. I get to get up every morning and, and, and be on the water and I get to, different times a year, we'll target different fish. Like, most of the summer, we all Very fish. And then in the wintertime, there's one guy that's on pro staff, Michael Houston, he, he trophies uh, t- trophy blue cats, um, which I'll blue cat fish some too this winter, starting in October. October to March is kind of blue cat season.
1: He's had repeat customers from around Bosque, Waco, and the Metroplex areas. Going international, he's even helped anglers fish from Germany, Japan, and other countries around the world. He yeah, had this to say about past record setters who actually caught the fish.
2: There's not really a lot of casting except for during top Topwater Most of what I do is live shad and it's just straight down over a school fish. I had a lady last year catch an 11.1 pound black bass, which is five ounces short of the lake record. I have the junior lake record blue cat. A little girl named Kimberly Tomlinson caught it last year. Labor Day weekend, she caught the junior lake record.
1: The contest continues today.
0: To the news desk. We talked to Mark Arnold, director of the 4-H youth program, about the upcoming registration for youth countywide. So
3: enrollment for 4-H now has officially opened as of September 1st, and enrollment fee is $25 per participant, and that fee will stay the same all the way through October 31st. And at that time it will go to $30 per participant for enrollment. And that enrollment fee will cover the kids to take part in any 4-H project that we have to offer. If a child does participate in the RIFLE project, once they decide that it's really something they want to do after a couple practices, there is a $25 a year ammo fee to cover all of their ammo for all of the practices.
0: He also talked a bit about youth programs and all that 4-H encompasses.
3: In Bosque County, we have a shooting sports program, 22 target rifles, and an archery program, a sport fishing project. We also have consumer decision-making. We've got Clover Kids, which is free for kindergarten through second graders. They still have to enroll, go through the enrollment process, but there is no to that and those kids meet once a month along with the parents and we introduce them to all the different types of projects that we have going on in the 4-H. There's a large food and nutrition project. One of the contests that goes with that is food show and food challenge where individuals or teams compete against each other in skills and knowledge of food preparation and in presentation on that food that they've prepped. Those are the projects that we have kicking off right now at the beginning of the year.
0: Clearly. The impact of these programs, whatever the focus is, is crucial for youth development and skill building. Meetings are scheduled throughout the county, as he explains here. On the fourth
3: Monday of every month, Meridian Club meets outside of the Meridian Civic Center at 4.30. The Clifton Club meet outside of the Civic Center there at 6 o'clock. Valley Mills meets at 6 p.m. in front of the Old City Hall or at the Santa Fe Park, depending on... Um, inside or outside right now all the meetings are happening outside and then Cransville's Gap meets outside of the Olaf Lutheran Church at six so 4-H fourth Monday helps you remember you don't have to be enrolled to come to a club meeting see what 4-H is all about we are having a drive-through kickoff for the 4-H year starting on September 8th from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m right here at the extension office behind Morgan Street Burgers. So if you're interested in 4-H, you can come by the office. Understand on our side, we're going through a whole lot of red tape to make sure that we can do some stuff with these kids, but we think it's really important for the kids to be able to have this opportunity, and we're happy to be able to do so.
0: The gardening program is returning this year as well, under the direction of horticulturist Michelle Morris.
3: This year we have a Junior Master Gardeners program starting again. We have been blessed with a new project leader for the Junior Master Gardeners. So right now we are putting out interest uh, flyers to find out who might be interested in participating in a Junior Master Gardeners program starting in October. If you are interested in that project, give me a call at the extension office so I can get you signed up and I'll make sure you're on the newsletter and keep your eye out for the interest meeting that we will be having in October. Um, and the, the office number is 254-435-2331. She sounds pretty passionate about working with the kids on doing some some gardening.
0: Thanks, Mark, for the rundown. We've got a special rancher wrap for you today. Featuring Steve Conrad of Clifton Feed and Service, he brought us up to speed on the history of ranching in Bosque.
4: I want to talk a little bit about the beef cattle business here in Bosque County. At our business here in Clifton Feed, that's that's over half of our business and the beef cattle business has been part of this area for a long, long time. The grass here is very suitable for beef cattle. It's high in nutrition. Climate's perfect for it. So it's been something that's been around a long time. You know, the times that the Chisholm Trail came through here, those cattle drives, this was a thoroughfare from all parts of Texas all the way to Kansas, stockyards north of us. So, so that it was a good place to cross the Brazos River. Uh, it was kind of a collection point for all parts south of here. It was a jumping off point for the next leg of the trip. Today's industry, obviously there's no cattle drives left, but ranchers get in the cattle business for a number of reasons. One is available forage. What makes a landowner wanna be in the cattle business? I think that's the first question that I might ask.
1: Is an investment?
4: Make an investment initially in their place or in their land, and then they have to figure out what to do with it. Well, a couple of things that happen here in Bosque County, they can go cattle or they can go wildlife. Uh, there are tax exemptions here in the county for both. In a lot of cases, uh, the two go together, so they do both. People wanna be in the cattle business because it's a hobby. They love animals and they love to interact with them, they love to raise them. Mm-hmm. In other instances, they want to make a business out of it. They uh, they go buy the animals to start with and they figure out, okay, what can I do with these animals to make the most money? Mm-hmm. And then, then there's another group that is growing in popularity every year and that would be, I call them animal enthusiasts. They have Three Longhorn cows they have two donkeys uh, they have five dogs they have a hen house where they have laying hens mm-hmm. they have a garden so cattle fit into that quite well because they're they're able to utilize the grass they're able to actually keep the place clean mm-hmm. because they consume uh, not only grass but a little weeds and some other things but they keep a place from growing up so you know you gotta really think about that there are a number of reasons that people are in the cattle business.
0: What's his background in ranching like?
4: The Conrad's were from Bosque County to start with the uh, home place that mom and dad still live on. My granddad started that in the late 1800's so it has one of those plaques that's a hundred year ranching operation in the state of Texas and we're very proud of that. Well for me personally it's more than a hobby it's a passion of mine I uh, enjoy raising and owning good cattle I enjoy uh, being as productive as possible and when we go to a sale I want my cattle my my calf crop to bring the top of the market Mm -hmm. so I'm one of those with that kind of passion I'm, I'm in it to make a business out of it yeah
0: We also asked him what breeds work best here.
4: In the world of beef cattle, there's probably 50 breeds of cattle all over the world. Well, you need a breed that fits our climate, first of all. You need a breed that is a good beef producing breed. You want to produce something that buyers want to buy. You know, it doesn't do any good to produce something here you may like the way they look, but if no one wants to buy your calves that you produce, well, that's not gonna work very well. Here in Central Texas, Angus and Hereford have been standards for years. Shorthorn is another British breed that has been around a long time. The cows out in our herd have a little Brahman influence, or as the world says, indicus blood. Right. And the reason that you have cattle breeds like that is they're better in the heat, they do a better job of uh, taking on heat in the summertime. So cattle that have a little Brahmin influence really do well.
0: We'll have another wrap as part of a series about cattle ranching in the county Thursday. And remember...
4: ...out and to help people be successful with however they want to do it, whatever their goals are and however they want to be in the business. It's our job to support them in whatever they want to do. Gotcha fortunate we're blessed to be able to deal with just wonderful people a message that i might put out if you're in the cattle business or any business feel free to come by and give us a call ask questions we're only here to help because the bottom line is this in order for all of us to win uh, our customers have to be very successful. They need to accomplish the goals they set out, they need to make money. So whatever we're going to do to help you has to accomplish those goals. We, we keep that in mind every day. Every time we give recommendations or we sell product or we make deliveries, uh, it's very important that our customers win. That's something we take very seriously.
0: Clifton Feed is a lot more than just a store. It's a resource for anyone with questions about their animals and the outdoors.
1: Clay Stax is your pro guide for Lake Whitney. Having grown up fishing the lake, he knows the waters like the back of his hand.
2: My name's Clay Stax. I own Clay's Guide Service. I work out of Hope Gus's Marina. Long pro staff here. I'm mainly a striper guide, but I also run blue cat trips in the wintertime.
1: From striper fishing to blue catfish to everything in between, Clay has you covered. Don't have a boat, don't know how to
2: clean a fish, don't have a problem. I got a 24 foot blazer bay boat, brand new boat, fish six people real comfortable. Here. I've been a full time guide for four years. I've been fishing this lake for 25 years i actually been fishing this lake my whole life. My dad used to bring me fishing here when I was a kid. I've been fishing here a long time. Learned from some of the best guides on the lake. I just have a passion for fishing. I fish on my days off, so I love what I do. This is a one-stop shop right here at Uncle Gus's. You can come and hire the best guides on the lake. You can get the best accommodations, the best food. It's all right here. You can bring your own boat you can fish with a guide one day and then take your boat out the next day, and you stay right here and do it all. It's the perfect place.
1: Give them a call at 254-485-1271 or shoot them a text. For more news and some of the biggest catches around, visit claysguideservice.org. Moving to your local arrest report.
0: The Bosque County Sheriff's Office placed a 44-year-old Laguna Park man into custody Saturday, August 29th. Clayton Bourne was charged with possession of a controlled substance between one and four grams.
1: 30-year-old Christy Kane of Morgan and 37-year-old Robert Jones were detained after an investigation revealed that they were in possession of a controlled substance, Penalty Group 1, under one gram.
0: The Bosque County Sheriff's Office detained a 35-year-old Clifton woman Tuesday, September 1st. Wendy Jewell was charged with theft Class C.
1: The Clifton Police Department arrested a 37-year-old subject Wednesday, September 2nd. Shailen Vastine was charged with public intoxication.
0: A 38-year-old Clifton man was detained by Clifton Police Thursday, September 3rd. Justin Pites was charged with possession of marijuana between two and four ounces. According to reports, Clifton Police were assisted by the Bosque County Sheriff's Office, executing a search warrant backed by the district attorney and DEA. Officers seized firearms, multiple items of drug paraphernalia, a quantity of marijuana, glassware, and ingredients used to manufacture methamphetamine. Glassware and ingredients used to extract THC from marijuana, packaging and distribution materials, as well as paraphernalia indicative of personal use and distribution of narcotics. The investigation and charges are pending.
1: Moving to sports action across Bosque County, we talked to Coach Wade Morton about the first win of the season for the Yellow Jackets against the Frost Polar
2: Bears.
5: We came out, we had a negative to start the game. We fumbled the opening kickoff return, and our defense, they've been playing good for the last two weeks. They came out and stuffed them right off the bat. We got the ball back. Our kids were ready to go after that. Credit to the boys. They, uh, They stayed in there. They stayed mentally tough after that opening fumble and got rolling. That first quarter, we were pretty much filling each other out, it seemed like. Once the uh, second quarter rolled around and and we had a little bit of success in that first quarter, I think our kids, they were pretty confident before the game. I think they saw that they could play with them. They turned it on them pretty quick. We were real pleased with our kids and how they played. They've been on the flip side of that, where teams have just continually put it on them. I think once they saw that they were on the other end of that, that type of game they pretty much stayed focused and didn't let up at all we have a lot of guys contributing right now in our program which is awesome man we look forward to seeing him every friday night but like anthony gonzalez he's a senior he had 22 carries last night handling the rock we had michael crawford he had a couple of carries, Dylan, a couple of carries, along with Gabe Nunez and Dante Crawford. So those boys right there are contributing, carrying the load for us on offense. Out of those guys, four of them reached the end zone. We're trying to move the ball around, give it to different guys, see what they can do. That'll help us later on down the road when we get to district.
1: As part of a special ceremony before the game, seniors in football, cross-country band, and other electives were highlighted on the field with their parents. Here's one family that was there to support. I was just asking who y'all are out here to support tonight. Anthony Gonzalez. All right. Our, my brother. And oh, well, doctor put me. parents. Oh, so. <laughs> very good. So you brought the whole family Thank out you to sir. support Sure. Got us pouring. All right. Go, Anthony. Go, Anthony. No, that. that was way out. Awesome, so. <laughs> Thank y'all.
5: David, he didn't play last year. He came out this year, been totally committed to football. It's going to help him out in his other sports that he loves to do as well. He plays cornerback for us. He's one of those guys we can put on their best receiver and lock them down. We also have Victor Roscoe. He plays a little offense for us, but he's mainly a defensive guy. He's a senior as well. I mean, we're just getting a lot of leadership from a lot of different angles from the kids. It's nice to see they're buying in and and they're doing what we ask them to do. So you got to love that as a coach. We're looking forward to it this week.
1: Get homecoming coming up this week.
5: They got a new coach. It's his second year like mine. He's trying to build that program back up. Wasn't too long ago. A lot of the parents around here know. Barlett, three-time state champ. And they have a lot of tradition. And they're trying to get that back. They just beat Ranger. They're a district opponent of ours this year. It's going to let us know where we stack up versus some district opponents based on how we do against Barlett. Tell the boys every week. Whether we win or lose, it doesn't define us as a team. But how we play the game, will. we're looking forward to seeing Bartlett this week.
1: And homecoming is planned for this week as well.
5: They introduced the homecoming court this week, so I'm sure the festivities will be wild and crazy. You got certain days of the week or for certain things, dress-up days all week. Let them have fun when they're at school and all that, but when we go out to practice and and we're doing our thing. We're locked in, ready to go. They're going to do festivities at halftime like they normally do. If something's different, then I'll post it on our Facebook page. It'll be a big Friday night this week.
1: Then we caught up with Clifton IST coach Chuck Canterford, to faced a larger school and difficult opponent in Little River Academy.
6: For the second week in a row, we've played a quality opponent out of a higher classification. We did a lot of good things again. I thought we played really well on defense. And at times, we played well on offense, but turnovers again are the name of the word. We've got to win the turnover battle in the first half, go down and score on our opening drive, and then we turn the ball over on the subsequent two drives, put ourselves in a bad position. But overall, you know, I thought we did some good things. we just got to continue to get better. We've got to take care of the football better. and. I was really pleased with the fight our kids showed. Late in the game, we were down two scores. Defense stepped up and forced a field goal attempt that kept it to a two-score game, and then we went right down and scored, and we kept ourselves in a position to have a chance to win the game. When you play quality opponents, you know, you can't turn the ball over like we have, and, and really in the first two games, that's been the difference. We've got to go to work on doing a better job of taking care of the ball and then capitalizing on scoring drives when we get opportunities. We're going to go back to work Uh, on Labor Day. We're going to go do some labor, and we're going to focus on the fundamentals that allow us to be successful, and a lot of times that's what it is. In every game, when you play a good team, you're going to find things that you need to do better, and that's really kind of the method to the madness in playing bigger schools and these quality opponents is they're going to help us identify those things now so we can go to work on fixing them as opposed to playing teams that maybe we're just superior to, and you get away with those things, and then you go into district play thinking you're pretty good, and, and then you've got everything figured out, and then you get into district and find out you're not. Yeah, it's a tough road with these teams we've been playing, but I, I think in the end when it's all said and done, that we're going to look back on these games and, and recognize that these are the games that helped us get better. They say that the, the hardest deals forge in the hottest fires. We're putting ourselves in some hot fires against these teams, and it's going to help us get stronger as we progress through the year.
1: And here's what he had to say about the upcoming game against Maypearl.
6: Well, first thing is it's another bigger school. I mean, they're a Division a three A Division one team, very really a major opponent for us. Unlike the first two we played, um, we've played Maypearl for several years now. On kids and their kids, both have a good feel for. What we're like, what we want to do. We've uh, competed against them, and it's been some back and forth battles. But they're two and zero right now, and so they're playing with a lot of confidence. And we got to go on the road at their place. Uh, it's going to be a great challenge. They got a real good quarterback that throws the ball around really well. and He kind of moves around the pocket good to buy himself time. They're really strong in the kicking game. and They're going to bring a lot of pressure on defense. I mean, they're they're a big blitz team. We've got to do a good job picking that stuff up. Another opportunity to get better. When you have a young team, there's a lot of growing that that has to take place. It's only eight seniors. You know, we obviously have a lot of young guys that are out there playing. These games right now, as frustrating as it is for all of us to not be on the winning end of them, I think in the end when we look back, we're going to see that these games helped us get where we want to go. Some really fun games against them. We've had some overtime games. We've had some some real knockdown, dragout battles with those guys, and I expect this week will be much the same.
0: For our final story, we highlight a community that cares after a local resident lost her home last week.
2: Tell us how this came
0: together. When the community heard about Janice's house burning, just a group of people in the community came together and we said, you know what, we can do this quick. It just came together. Everything was donated. Within one day, we had all the donations for the food, and it's just been amazing the way the community turns out. We've done really good. We started serving at about 11.20, and we're down to the last 50 sandwiches. Afterwards, if they want to contribute, there is a special account set up at First Security State Bank, and all they have to do is give Janice's name, and it's just as simple as telling them that, and they make the deposit to directly to her. She, along with Jeanette Katner and other volunteers, served brown bag lunches to those that stopped by to contribute to a good cause. We spoke to members of the Meridian Volunteer Fire Department there.
2: So I'm just thinking, just helping, you know, the community gives to us, because that's what we need. And so we feel like we need to give back to the community as
0: well. Some present there spoke of the difficulty not knowing initially whether there was a person inside. This time, thankfully, no one was present or injured. And that's it for the Bosky County Blast. Join us Thursday for more as we continue to report the news of Bosky County.
1: Find us online on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and more.
0: I'm Cynthia Davis.
1: And I'm Art DeVitalis. Thank you for listening.